Welcome back, or welcome for the first time to Pardon the Confusion. My name is Paul Arnold. I'm joined with Ernest Watts, and I live up in beautiful Michigan this time of year. Ernest is down in Rockingham, North Carolina. Ernest, do you have a big announcement for us today? Well, it's beautiful here, too, now. Maybe <laughs> using the same adjective, but it's lovely here. Oh, uh, today is my... The, I have been graced with being married to my lovely wife, my long-suffering wife, my enduring wife, uh, a godly woman for 43 years. Yay, Wanda. Way to go, Wanda. No, I, I get the praise on this. I you, got what? No, 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 no. Well, see, I get the I, get the, I did best, I did good. Hey, anybody that knows you both knows that Wanda gets the gold crown in heaven. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 There's a whole row of that weight <laughs> and all that. But for those who said it wouldn't last, you still might be right. But those. <laughs> so that leads my one of my favorite jokes. And this guy was at his 50th anniversary party. And he says, you know, we've been together, me and Doris, for 50 years. And people ask me, in all the 50 years, did you ever think about divorce? He said, nope, never. Murder? <laughs> <laughs> So well, my dad had a running, my dad had a running joke every year at their anniversary, which I remember to this day was August 13th. He would say, I mean, you know, 20 years with the wrong woman. And my wife, my mother would endure that joke every year. And uh, like I said, it was just, it was, a, it was like the, uh, the uh, swallows coming back to saying, kind of, I was about, can't say Capistrano. There but you it go. was like, yeah, I know you get it out eventually. It was just a regular thing that we knew we would hear from our father. Yeah, some things are nicely that, predictable. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I'll just give a shout out to my wife real quick since you're doing that. Mike just turned 60 yesterday. My wife surprised me when we went up to Traverse City, Michigan for some R&R vacation. She didn't tell me what we were doing after dinner, and then we pulled up to a marina, and she booked a sailboat, a 35-foot sailboat with a, its own captain take us out on a sunset cruise my daughter and my son-in-law joined us and it was about the most relaxing thing i can think i did all year it was really nice so thanks audrey i was gonna say i thought there for a minute you had the captain and you had to operate it and everything no 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 that would be make news in a different way but back to okay. sports back to sports <coughs> so Ernest, what, this is this... what you were saying was the crew was not singing Near thy Lord to thee. <laughs> no, it was a Titanic, calm... Titanic joke, folks. It, yeah, it was a calm night. I did make a Titanic reference. I said, I'll, he said, let's take pictures. I said, I'll take pictures, but I'm not doing the Titanic pose. Forget it. It's not going to happen. Um, anyway, so this is sort of an interesting time for sports. Um, some things are calmer, some things are not, but sports is the gift that keeps on giving. So let's start with the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Avs put away the Rays and, um, excuse me, the Lightning. Wow, wrong sport. I was going to say, big sports there. So um, let me ask you a question. Six men in the ice. Is that Was that made uh, up too much a big deal by Cooper, the coach or, of the Lightning? Or the, uh, uh, the goal in game six where a penalty was called and they allowed the Lightning to touch the puck, which it should have been dead at that point. I think it's kind of hard for – it didn't – it wasn't – two men on the ice was too far away. I mean, it 
technically is you'll have more guys on the ice when they're they don't wait till the guy steps off the ice for the next one to step on, as you know. So it's kind of like whether you're in the perimeter or the area. It, there's a grace period, and again, that was far away from the goal. I, uh, John Cooper, the coach of Tampa Bay, said it had no influence on it. And if he was happy with it, if he, he didn't see a problem, I'm I'm okay with it. All right. And then we always say the hottest goalie wins the Stanley Cup. Did the hottest goalie really win it this year? I think the fastest team won this year. I mean, the Avalanche has so much depth and speed. And now I think Nathan McKinnon kind of may be the best player in hockey now. You might think Ooh, about it. What about Connor McDavid? Come on now. Well, I mean, he's never really done it in the playoffs. Actually, to me, McCarr, Kale McCarr, and I, and I said it last time we were on, most people who are listening don't remember Bobby Orr. Bobby Orr revolutionized hockey. He was the first defenseman to go rink to rink, length of it. You shoot back then, uh, defensemen would dump at the blue line and they would stay back. And they didn't rush. They didn't. It was pretty much three on five all the time. But McCarr and his ability to shoot and his speed, he is the closest thing I've seen to Bobby Orr. He is, it's, I mean, you leave the Avalanche, they have the. They have the best defenseman. They may have the best winger. Uh, you know, Kemper is a decent enough goalie. They thought they had the best goalie last year, and he took the free agency and went to Seattle. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be that easy for them to repeat. I, I don't see the avalanche repeating. I don't see the lightning fading off in the sunset. You know, hockey is a game of attrition. Point, uh, Braden Point is a big part of that attack for the Lightning. He didn't play anything in mm. the Stanley Cup. He was injured. So uh, it, it injuries, hot goalies. I, I don't think this isn't Freddy Krueger. I mean, they, they didn't stick a stake in him and kill him, a Dracula rather. That, that both these teams will be contenders next year. A lot of names going to change in free agency, though, also. Yeah. Once again, we're back to hockey going the end of June and basketball not too far behind. Um, well, we had the draft with basketball. They did. Yeah, it's, 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 they, hockey and basketball, well, basketball's done it already, but hockey and baseball want to be like football is a 12 month a year sport. Now, the big four, Football has the shortest season, and as we've talked before, it's the only season that ends with you wanting more. But we talk about football every every week, and to an extent, we talk almost that much about basketball. I mean, I'll, I'm so sick. I will watch the summer, uh, the Las Vegas summer games next week. I mean, I'll, I'll watch the Hornets. I'll try to see what the rookies are doing. Uh, but then again, I watch Japanese baseball on my phone so i i am sick in many respects but that's what hockey and and to the extent that's that's what baseball wants to achieve all right well let's go to the nba draft then the best draft of the night besides your charlotte hornets well your your pistons i think did real well Uh, jay nivy they have him as a point guard to me he's a two i think they did well i think the uh and, and then again picking up 
Duran, Duran to me is a little thin. He's not quite 6'10, very athletic. Now, remember, he reclassified because last year he should have been a high school senior. So he reclassified. So he'll be the youngest player in the NBA next year. But, you know, they, they picked him up, they picked those <laughs> two. Thunder have uh, Jalen Williams, who's a little older. They picked up Dang from, from New Zealand. I mean, I think they both did well. I think the Spurs did well. Mm. Spurs picked up Sochin, uh, played for the national championship uh, Baylor team. Uh, Peyton Watson went to the Thunder. He's a pretty good swingman in the experience. I think the Thunder, the Pistons, and, and, and the Spurs, they all did the best. And your the Hornets Knicks, got a big guy. Oh, oh, yeah. We got the big guy. Mark Williams, who is seven foot two in his shoes, has a reach of nine foot ten, which means <laughs> they can just about reach up and touch the rim. He's 265. He's not skinny. He shot over 70% from the free throw line. So we won't have to pull him at the end of the game. He is, uh, he was just, a, he would have been a junior, so he's still growing. I mean, we haven't had a center. We've had only two centers of all the history of the Hornets. And that's been Vladi Divac and Alonzo Mourning. Other than that, we've taken a lot of old guys, uh, Robert Parrish, for example, <laughs> and, and tried to squeeze the life out of them. So I'm legitimately happy. Now, uh, we got to sign Bridges, and there are enough under the cap that they could probably do that. Most of the other teams aren't. So I don't think that's be a concern, but I think they're probably going to try Haywood, and they may try to get Turner from from Indiana. So what's the, the deal? Nick, with, the, what's the backstory gonna, with the coach search? I mean, you had the guy come from Golden State to Charlotte, and then he backed out. Maybe he got promised right. Kerr's job someday, and then they played around with Dan and Tony, and then they pulled out of that, and then they go to a retread, Clifford, Steve Clifford. Yeah, well. I think this was Steve Kerr's revenge for Michael Jordan punching him in practice. <laughs> long memory. Uh, long, long memory. Really had to reach for that one. D'Antoni is so old. I mean, he is How 72. old is he? He's 72. Oh, that is old. Now, Clifford just turned 60. So, for me and you, that's relatively yeah. young, isn't it? That's my age. Uh, he's a defensive coach. Uh, LaMelo's happy with him, so that's all that really matters. Uh, there was a big rumor going around that an ex Villanova coach was coming. I thought, no, 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 don't want any college coaches. That doesn't work too well, but this is someone that relatively knows the program. He had problems with the previous general manager, Rich Cho, but now Kupchak does a pretty good job in, in, in moving things. So I feel, I feel pretty good about this. I'm feeling good. I'm sure. Uh, you know, your uh, David, your son will feel good about the direction the Pistons are going with, with Ivy and Cunningham in the backcourt and Dern playing a little bit at center. It's it's and the East is outside of uh, you know Miami and and uh, Boston. You know, Boston. Yeah, but you know Boston's. I wonder if they got too many pieces. I mean, that's just. They don't mix well. Miami, you know, the, the rumor had been going around that's where Kyrie wanted to go. Oh, Kyrie, man. Kyrie and Pat Riley would have been a matchup I would have wanted a front row seat to see. 
truly that would have been epic in that reproach. Yeah, but, it's just crazy that these contracts that they are that they just can't cut a guy and say, forget it, we're not gonna have you on the 14, team. Russell Westbrook, yeah. forty seven million dollars. Ridiculous. And and the Rockets paid um John this is Wall guaranteed money. 20, oh guaranteed they paid John Wall twenty four million to go away. To go away. Just go get get out of here and go. Man, oh man. What did Kyrie stand for? Kyrie signed for thirty four million or something like that. Resigned. Crazy. And he didn't play half the games. I know. Crazy. Well, let's stick to your Carolina sports and make that fun for a while. On Bleacher Report, they had an editorial that Baker needs Carolina and Carolina needs Baker Mayfield. Do you agree since you're a big Panther fan? I'm not so sure now. I mean, it'd be happy. I don't know if he's that much of an improvement over Darnold. I mean, what are you going to have to give? Um, Because the Panthers are pretty much held close to that. Cleveland will have to pay the majority of the salary. Now, he's owed $18 million next year, this year, rather. And right now, Cleveland's willing to pay anywhere from 9 to 10 Now, Carolina's not against the cap that much, and they're looking a couple uh, – Carlos Dunlap, a potential defensive end who came from Seattle. But they don't want to tie themselves down. Now, realize that both he and uh, uh, Darnold will be free agents after this year. So that's probably what they're setting up to see. But you got uh, – Garafalo also, if he's recovered from, from shoulder surgery, uh, he's going to be thrown in the mix there. Now Seattle's looking for someone also. So it's it's not big grass to go here or not. Now the NFL is in the period of doing their hearing uh, against Watson. And the rumors going around is they want to do a year. Wow. Suspension. Uh, even though, even though he's, yeah, they, even though, well, they, they think Tyrone Taylor is the answer for one year in that respect. But I don't know if he's suspended. I don't know if the salary, you know, they back ended his whole contract with the idea that they knew he would be out for a while. It's, it's going to be fascinating how the fans in Cleveland will react when Watson hits the field. Probably a lot of applause, but I'm sure some people are going to go hold their nose and root for him, I guess, in that respect. It's, it's, hey, winning is the, the balm for any wound. I oh, think. yeah. I mean, Carolina was hot looking for him, and the only reason he didn't go was Carolina would not offer him the highest contract, which he now has. Mm. I mean, they kind of thought he would need to uh, – uh, you know, show a little uh, piety and a little, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, wear the brown shirt, right. sit in ash, ash yeah. cloth, act. But I think he's never really come out and said that he's done anything wrong. A little biblical repentance is good for anybody. Oh so yes, let's oh, yes. let's go to another favorite uh, team of yours. Um, Freddie Freeman finally came back to Atlanta, picked up his ring. Got really emotional, and then the, today he's announced that he basically doesn't want his agents anymore because basically he feels like they messed up the negotiations with the Braves and painted him in a corner that the 
Dodgers contract may not be as great as everybody thinks, even though it's more money between the California taxes and the back end uh, reimbursement. It's a little too much creativity. And I think uh, Frey Freeman just got back to Atlanta and said, I was the face of the team and now I'm gone. And it's sort of the buyer's remorse. If you can have that when making 140 million, but what do you take on this? Freddie's quick turnaround with agents now. I I think he realized what he walked away from and what the uh, Braves offered him was fairly competitive. It was his agents that, that extent asked more. And I think he knows that at Los Angeles, he'll never be loved as much as he was in Atlanta. And that contract actually technically right now is less than Atlanta offered him. The Dodgers have basically back in their contracts and the value of the contract is an annuity that does not pay until you're 50 years old. So when we talk money right now, uh, it is less than what Atlanta offered him. So he agreed. And then he got into a situation where they didn't negotiate that there were no bidders. Uh, Boston did not bid for him. And if you look at the year that, that the Yankees are having, they didn't go for him. So pretty much he was negotiating against himself. The Dodgers were dealing open. Padres was on the other team. And I think a lot of it has to do with the idea that 35 years old, if he wants seven years, everybody's got to look at Albert Pujols, even though he's you know, serviceable for the Cardinals this year, the last couple of years. He, he was a non-entity for the Angels. And when you get into those long, I mean, with the reduction in the use of steroids, notice I didn't say the elimination of steroids, you're not going to have guys in their late 30s having career years. Well, I think and, the agent of Freeman's agent basically called Atlanta's bluff, and, and Atlanta says, okay, we'll go with Olsen. You're gone. We don't need you. And I think Freeman's realizing that now. and. Yeah. I mean that's that's huge. I think it's inter- it's sort of sad though, doesn't it? A little sad to you to see. Oh yeah, it's it's it, the extent was what I've written told that that uh, Chipper Jones before the season ended last year uh, pulled him aside and said, "Now, now, Freddie, are you doing this or is your agent doing it?" He said, "Well, my agent." He said, "This is your money. You, you need to be involved in this process. Don't don't put it off on your agents." And he didn't. And uh, like I said, you, you go from winning a World Series because when he joined the team, they were rebuilding. They were not winning. And it was, you know, the afterwards, that great run of the 90s. And again, the Dodgers, he's one of many. I mean, he's not, he's probably the fourth or fifth best player on that team. It's not Mookie Betts. Uh, I mean, he's not Clayton Kershaw. He's not Walker Bueller. I mean, they're, Will Smith probably is is considered a better player than him because they're all homegrown. I mean, he's he's just considered, you know, they root for him, but he's not as beloved as he was in Atlanta. Yeah, that was... State of Atlanta, he would have had a statue yeah, out I know. there with Ty Cobb and Henry Aaron and that crowd and Chipper. Yeah, yeah, I think in having re uproot his family and everything i think he realizes now that's too bad okay let's talk about jumping we're doing a bunch of different topics here just what was interesting to me arch manning the grandson of archie manning finally made his decision to go to the great school the great quarterback school of texas Texas. 
And in this day and age of, of money to play, um, they must have been the highest bidder, or he just wanted a different school <laughs> than his brother and his uncles were at. We might have wanted a legacy different. Yeah. He could have gotten to LSU and done that. Uh, but again, he knows who the coach is at LSU. Uh, the question would be, will he be playing in the Big 12 or the SEC? Uh, I, You know, these sons of players, that's all well and nice. His uncles both had the legacy of his grandfather. But I, haven't we seen this before? Phil Simms' son went to Texas, and that didn't exactly work out too well, did it? I mean, he's, he's a freshman. I've seen so many freshmen. Let's, let's see. We'll get excited when he gets on the field. But, but he plays for a private school that would be the equivalent of a 2A or 3A in most school classifications. And, yeah, he has a legacy. But, but uh, do you remember who the number one recruit was last year in college football? Uh, do you? No, and that's my <laughs> point. I don't, yeah. That, that's my point. I mean, that's just it. Uh, these guys, I mean, every once in a while I'll take out the old magazine or old preview I've gotten. I'll look at the big recruits four or five years ago in basketball, college basketball, and college football. And when you look at it, you see a lot of guys who just don't make it for various reasons. And so that's, you know, college basketball is a little different because guys have an immediate impact. You're one of 12 or one of five. And in football, it's, it's kind of hard to have that kind of impact unless – you're someone like a Javon Clowney or, or, or the, the mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette, those guys who kind of as freshmen stood out. But that's kind of the exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I was Sports Illustrated this month uh, uh, about Dion Sanders and how him and um, uh, Coach Saban are on the outs right now because. Saban basically said that Dion went out and bought yeah. the number one wide receiver for a million dollars, and <laughs> Dion, Dion said, well, "Yeah, we have you know the life likeness rights, and he's pulling down some money, but it's not a million dollars." They won't be doing any more Affleck commercials together. Is that what you're saying? No, we won't see him doing Affleck commercials. <laughs> but uh, it's it's uh, again, this is I love it because the players are getting what they're due. And if I, you know, if coaches had to coach for a little less money, it's a fascinating thing. If you pull up a map of the country and asked who are the highest paid employees by state government. Oh, it's always football coach. It, it's football coach, basketball coach, every state. And that's, it, that's just not right. When your basketball and football coach makes three times more than the governor does, and that's but that's that's the fate of things these it's days. It's the fate of money. Things. Filthy lucre, filthy lucre. Oh, Luker, we had bingo. to get that in there. Yes, bingo. For Dirty money. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump over to a sort of a com- very compelling story. In a way, Serena Williams tried to come back today, and she I lost a- for a year. What's that? She hadn't played for a year. Yeah, she tried to come back, 
So first time back at Wimbledon, she tried to do doubles at the French Open, didn't work so well. And so here she is in Wimbledon, lost in the first round. At what point do you say enough is enough? I mean, we've seen athletes like this before. They just can't quite let it go. They want that one more win. I think she has to win at least one more major to tie uh, Margaret Court for the most women majors. I mean, this is a tough thing. Watch this, I think, for me. Yeah, and and Margaret Margaret Court has done kind of faded from people's memories. I will give you one of the saddest sports memories I ever remember. And I wasn't that big a fan. It was the 1973 World Series. Do you recall that? It's just before your sports No, 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 no. Yeah, I was there. Okay, the A's and the Mets. And the Mets had signed, had gotten Willie Mays. Oh, yeah. And it, it, it was so bad that Willie Mays could not throw from the outfield. He had to throw underhanded to another outfielder to throw the ball in. Wow. wow, And and his bat was so slow, a fly could light on it and survive. I mean, it was just, here was a guy who was the epitome of athletic skill and just played such a beautiful, it's it's five years earlier watching Mickey Mantle fall out of the batter's box, trying to make it the first. It's the same thing. It's, 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 Ali going against uh, uh, Larry Holmes. Yeah, yikes. It's it's just, and, and again, people say, well, why do they do it? Well, you know, that's their choice. You know, it's self-confidence and the ability to do those things. That's why they can do it now. I think you see it less now than you used to. I think people well, I have think more financially, money now. Yeah, I think financially. I mean, Serena's set for life. Uh, we're, we're, you know, we may never see Federer play again. Nadal... Winning the first two at the beginning of the year is just amazing. We'll see LeBron. I mean, you know, uh, except for Tom Brady, history is undefeated. But one day it'll hit Brady. We thought it was this year, but he changed his mind. But when seeing a superior athlete uh, stay a, a little bit too much, I mean, watching Pujols the last three years, mm-hmm. it's is. I mean, in the in the world Cabrera. series. Yeah, in the, in a, I remember watching the National Championship Series. The Braves were playing the Dodgers, and twice they had Pujols come to bat, and he just he couldn't swing it. I mean, it was, I had, there was no threat whatsoever. So it is it is rough to see athletes, and and you know if they choose to go that way, they've deserved the right to do that. Well, some but, of them in baseball are doing it because they have so much money guaranteed. Like right now, Miguel Cabrera is making thirty five million just to show up at the field. And Pujols is the same way. He has a one year guaranteed contract. This is a farewell tour with the Cardinals. It's it's a goodwill from St. Louis management for what Pujols did, but she's kind of kept that franchise as a contender for a stretch of ten years. But you know, we've we've seen Patrick Ewing and a Seattle Supersonics yeah. and a Orlando Magic jersey. Brett we Favre saw Robert and jet. Robert yeah, Brett Favre and a Vikings being knocked with the concussions right and left. I mean Michael Jordan in a Wizards uniform. Yeah. I mean that's just it just there's not many guys who can be like Ripken and Kaline that play with one team and step out on top. That's just that's just a rare thing in that respect. 
But it, you know, at the worst, Franco Harris when he was with the Seahawks. Ooh, not good. And he was just and uh, Joe Namath with the Rams. Boy, we could do a whole show on guys who finished up their careers with the wrong team. Jerry Rice trying out for the Broncos and mm-hmm. getting cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's Pete Maravich with the the, the Celtics. I mean, it's it's rare you get someone like a Walter Payton that stays with one team and and, and knows when to go in that. So, respect. do you think Serena will? This will be it now after this. That's it. Yeah, you won't see her again. Yeah, she's a businesswoman. She's got her money in so many deals. She doesn't. And that's another change. The money nowadays, guys don't have to do it. In the past, in baseball guys would go to Japan because financially they just had to do it. Now with baseball, if you get in. Your three years, you're guaranteed two hundred thousand dollars at age sixty, an annuity. Nice, not bad, not bad at all. Instead yep. of working after sixty, like I don't know, a couple guys on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're making so much money on this right now. Um, so, so what's, is there an athlete you think of that's so sad that the end of the career when you know? And, and Mays was a financial thing because if you remember. When Mays retired, he was suspended for baseball because he was a greeter at a casino, casino. in Atlantic City. Yeah, he was making and Mickey money Mantle, Him and Mickey Mantle both because they just didn't have the money. And, and you know, the average salary in 1968 in Major League Baseball was 20000 a year. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. they, it's these guys, they had part-time jobs and everything. Yeah, different Johnny world. Unitas, Johnny Unitas in a San Diego Chargers uniform. But is there one that you remember? Um, Maybe from childhood that was so sad seeing them in another jersey, just barely making it? You know, um, not too much, really. With the Mariners? Yeah, so Willie Horton's going to be, he was a star for the Tigers. He's going to be an honorary coach at the All-Star game this year. He helped uh, calm the the riots basically in Detroit in the late sixties. So he has quite a story. Um, I don't know. It just, it, you just know when a player starts, the numbers start going down and you, you remember as they used to be, you know, and you think, Oh, he can't hit the ball anymore. He can't hit the jump shot. Um, and I think Serena with her pride, she's not going to let this happen again. She just want to be remembered as the, you know, losing the first round. That was, it's going to be tough. I well, expect I know, her to come out and say difference. she's done. I know but, the difference. Athletes leave Detroit and get better, like Verlander uh, <laughs> and Stafford. That, oh, that's come on. The, that's ouch. why you can't remember ouch. that. Ouch, ouch. Okay, let's move on. So, Ernest, you're zipping around the dial this time of year. Your options are MLB, oh. USFL, CFL, Wimbledon, WNBA, <laughs> or golf. What are you going to pick? Don't, don't forget summer league basketball. Throw that in there. The USFL championship is this Sunday night. Birmingham and, against who? Uh, Birmingham against the New York, New Jersey, no, Philadelphia Stars. What, which is uh, ironic. what a contrived mess because they gave the best players to Birmingham where they did all the home games, all the games. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to remember the only two time champ in the old USFL Michigan Panthers. Phil- they won once. Oh. Philadelphia Stars won twice. Because Michigan uh, merged with the Oakland Invaders. 
and they were in the last game, but lost. But, you know, Fox has come out already, and NBC has also, that there'll be a season next year. So of, of these trial leagues, the AAF and the XFL, this is the only one to make it through the entire year. And actually, they've got a five-year plan. And it's fascinating. The, the, uh, I think they have 21 officials going to the NFL from this league. But you were asking me, what do I watch? Yeah, if you had a choice between those. Uh, baseball's number one right now. I mean, hockey's over, basketball's over. Uh, it's a good baseball game. USFL's over. CFL's such a long season. I'll watch the summer league to see the rookies play. But yeah, baseball. So I was watching the college College World Series. Yeah, I found that much more compelling. I had a choice between that. Major League Baseball, WNBA, USFL, all that. But the College World Series, the drama, you know, it's like watching college football. There's a little, you know, there's more mistakes made. There's more emotions on their sleeve. There's a little more strategy. Every game matters versus MLB is just going through the motions right now. Did you watch some of the World Series of baseball? Yes, I did. SEC rules as always. They just they have a dominance. And remember going into this, the number one team, the overall, the big time favorite, Tennessee, lost to Notre Dame in the regionals, and that was a major upset because most people were taking either Tennessee or the field. But the SEC just historically is is the league not only in football but in baseball also. That's why you see preponderance. It's the atmosphere in Omaha really makes it. I mean, that's an area that's this. I think I wish they could duplicate that in basketball. They had talked about it one time having all of the, the March Madness in one location, which they did COVID year in the state of Indiana. But it's that's an area that is just, they actually built a new stadium just for Rosenblatt, used to be the stadium. But the, the atmosphere and the people come there and you know, not that many of those guys are drafted in the high rounds. So this is the end of their athletic career when they're seniors. But it is, and, and Mississippi just just destroyed Oklahoma the first game. So it was of little question and respect. It reminds me a lot of youth baseball that mm-hmm. I coached at one time because it's such a compacted schedule. You have to really figure out your pitching. You can't overtax guys. You've only got a limited number of innings you can get out of them. Right. And historically, college baseball, uh, the big thing is the weekend games. That's when they usually pitch their top pitchers rather than the weekday games because of the schedule. But it's, it's so diverse because schools in, in your neck of the woods may only get 20 regular season games in, where in the South they could play as many as 70 regular season games. Because they'll start playing first of February. Right, right. It was just fun to watch. I really enjoyed it. And you're right, the pitching really was so key. And it was always fun to see the fans and some of the things they were doing. And uh, I think it was Arkansas that had this thing in the stands I hadn't seen before. That if the pitcher has already got four balls from a previous person, they'll say ball five, ball five, until the next pitch. And if it's another ball, they go ball six, ball six. They chant, and I first thought this was really not good sportsmanship. And but then I said, "Oh, it's been around thirty years." Did you see that? Oh yeah, chant? 
I thought you were going to talk about the snake. You know, when the crowd takes the cups and makes the giant oh, snake fun. bite. Yeah. I thought you were going to talk about the snake, which actually that started with the uh, XFL last year. They were the first ones I saw ever do that. Oh, I think the watching. Uh, bleacher bums and Chicago Cubs may have done that a long time before. Okay. It's stuff coming back again over yeah. the years. But we always talk about the summer being the flat week, and in a couple of weeks, All-Star Game Week, that'll kind of slow things to an extent. But there's there's a lot going on. And then uh, training camp start in a month. Yeah, yeah. Again, NFL, 12-month-a-year sport. <laughs> Basketball, 12-month-a-year. This is what hockey and baseball want to do. Yeah. All right, entertainment time. Yes. What do you got for me this week? Oh, I've discovered a series I love. I started watching because I thought it described me. It's called The Old Man. Oh, yes. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, it's even a, though he's announced he's got dementia, he, he yeah, made it uh, through. Well, huh? Parkinson's. Oh, no Parkinson's. And cancer at the same time. But it's, it's, you know, it's just good to see. I mean, he's one of those I've always talked about. He, he says he's a Zen actor that he just takes whatever comes up and does. He's such a natural actor. Now he's starting to look like his dad. Uh, yeah. He must feel like going to sea hunt. Yeah. Uh, or, or, or the uh, airplane movies. Uh, but it's a little series about a guy who was uh, a, a contract killer for the CIA. And after 20 years, they track him down and they're trying to get into a tone for it. And it's, it's, it's a nice little series. It's well done. And he has two dogs that I would love to have because these dogs pretty much protect him all the time. But it's on FX, which means you can watch it on Hulu a day later. It's a nice little series. Uh, Obi-Wan finished up. And since you didn't watch any of it, I can spoil well, it. Well, no, I did watch the last uh, episode where he fought Darth Vader. And I thought, finally... Finally, it, it looked like I thought it should look. And a cameo at the end that you knew was coming. Don't tell me you left before the cameo. I did. I did. I had to leave. What was the Oh, Liam Neeson. Oh, of course. CGI'd him, huh? Or... Yeah, well, yeah. Well, basically, he contacted Disney and said, I don't want anyone else playing uh, my role and says, if there's a part for me, please let me know. And of course, you know, I don't know if you saw it. It was an earlier episode where they made, uh, uh, Ian McGregor and, uh, uh Christensen look younger. Yes. I they saw that. Yeah. And it, they look like marshmallows. It just, because <laughs> Ian McGregor doesn't look that old to start with. Because if you follow the, the movie, in 10 years, he's going to look Alec, get Sir Alec Guinness. Yeah, right. That's some heavy aging in 10 <laughs> years. That's some heavy it's aging. It's not the years, it's the mileage. Well, it's, it's kind of like in the X-Men movies how it's, uh, the last one was in the 90s, which means basically that, uh, uh, I forgot the young man, the Scottish actor. Yeah. Uh, but he'll convert into Patrick Stewart in 10 years. Also some heavy heavy aging and we're getting excited for thor that's in two weeks and have have you seen dr strange is on disney plus have you seen it i haven't seen it yet i'm on vacation but uh, it's one of my to-do list things 
So I did, I let's talk about Obi Wan for a second. You know, I yeah. really ripped it because I thought it looked cheap. It was slow paced. Um, it was too slow in developing. I thought they spent more money on the Mandalorian, or just it just was produced better. And then finally, they get the big fight, and I watched it, and I thought, yeah, that is right because we forget that Darth Vader is still supported by life support wherever he walks around. So if somebody can outmaneuver him, uh, he's still very vulnerable. But then you think also after this, you know, time period, he only got stronger and nobody else knew the force as well as Obi-Wan. He got old. So it made sense to me. Everything, it it was the right way to end that, I thought. Well, the, the thing that kind of was attacked on is when he takes Leia back to yeah. poor, old, poor old Jimmy Smith's. Uh, he says, LA "Act Law? like never, act like you've never act like you've never seen me, so you won't endanger. So when you contact me in ten years and go, you served my father in the Clone Wars, it won't look unusual. This is the story came out today that this is the first of three that they're doing a trilogy with, with the TV series with Obi Wan. Yeah." But they're, the next one they're doing is uh, it's a prequel. I think the guy's name was Indoor, the guy in um, the one where everybody dies. Which was the Star Wars with that? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're doing a pre- prequel to that. Pedro or something. Died. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're doing a prequel to that. And oh, by the way, the Emperor—they brought him back in too. Yeah. You could tell he's aged. Now he looks like he's supposed to in his makeup. <laughs> Now he looks like he's supposed to. Yes. <laughs> no makeup now. They can just sit about there and go, you're old enough, you can play the Emperor. Put the hood over. You know the original Star Wars, the Emperor was portrayed by a woman, and they put owl eyes on her. Eyes of an owl. Yikes. So when you see him in the first trilogy, it's a woman with owl eyes, and they change the voice. So uh, Ian McDamien, who played... The Emperor in the last seven movies did not play in the first three. Mm-hmm. So a little thing to catch next time. And of course, everybody knows that Harrison Ford wanted to kill off Han Solo in the fifth episode. Yeah. yeah. Really yeah. gets me confused with the chronological order. He did not want to come back from uh, uh, being frozen. He was done. But yeah, but you know, they decided they could market him and make more money off of little dolls and stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. Even though right now, as we're talking, he is filming Indiana Jones 5. I know. This is this is like Indiana Jones used a walker to get a Coke down the machine and back. You know? well, this, and this is the last movie to be scored by John Williams. Oh, well. And John Williams did the score of the music that we all know from E.T., Indiana Jones, Star Wars, Jaws. His first one he ever did was the, he did the music for the TV series, the original TV series, Lost in Space. So he's been scoring TV series and, and the movies since 1964. Very cool. Very cool. Now Art we'll be Earth. stuck with Danny Elfman. <laughs> Your last few minutes here buddy oh you kind of stole it because i was going to talk about uh serena but let's change it uh talk to married men right now okay (coughs) 
Boy, I got a cough out of that one. I know. I'm sorry. <coughs> choked him up. He's going to go choke it up. Let me have a, guys, drink a nice coffee real quick. I, I, I go get some coffee. Go get some coffee. Uh, guys, appreciate your wives, okay? They look past your BS. They know when you're BSing. But uh, the true union of a marriage is over a period of time. You truly become one individual. And I'm the crappy part. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I am. And um, be careful. No fireworks. You can enjoy the 4th of July without blowing your hand off. This message brought to you by JPP of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> wow. Blew off three fingers. What happened to marriage? I thought you were going to talk about marriage. Now you're back on fire. Oh, I got that in. I remember the July 4th thing. Uh, enjoy, remember, uh, I mean, my grace, not many of us remember the bicentennial. <laughs> uh, we live in a great country where you can blow your hand off by buying cheap <laughs> fireworks from another country. Wow. And enjoy uh, your uh, hamburgers and hot dogs off the grill. But enjoy it. I mean, baseball, July 4th, it all comes together. You know, it's strange how some people say this is the end of summer. You know, I know at Walmart they take all the summer stuff and put the back to school stuff up July 5th, which is kind of strange when we've only been in summer for the last, I don't know, five days, seven days. Uh, enjoy it. Enjoy July 4th. Enjoy your marriages. And, and uh, no, I have not been drinking, but uh, <laughs> probably would have helped this week. Yeah. Enjoy sports. Uh, my final comments goes out to a guy we both know, Travis Greer, uh, who's was the first mega fan for this podcast. Got one a, a pocket knife for being the mega fan. Then he did some co-hosting with us, and some people might wonder, what well, happened to all the other guys you had co-hosting this? You know, and my son, we had Chris Dangyo, we had Nate Moyer, we had Travis Greer. We'd rotate around. We had three on the mic. Travis Greer decided, hey, I got to be there for my son when he's playing travel baseball at 12 or 13. I forget what his age is. And he had a new job and he has a new responsibility at his church. So my shout out is to Travis. Travis, that's what we'd like to see, man. You stepping up, taking care of family first. And when you get to be an old man like us, you can join us once again on Pardon the Confusion. So for Ernest Watts, this is Paul Arnold. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs>